0: Welcome back, folks. Good to have you with us. Glad you could tune in to NTI's Japan Real Estate Property Investment Podcast. I'm your host, Ziv Nakajima McGinn, and we've got another special treat of an interview for you today. With us on the line is Akira Katsuno, Senior Managing Director of Laneishinko, a building and asset management firm in Fukuoka City, Japan, where our offices are also located. Akira, aside from being a very nice and funny guy, and also being fluent in both English and French, which is quite rare for Japanese professionals, is also very knowledgeable in all things to do with servicing apartment and commercial buildings, both large and small. For those of you who have already bought or are looking at buying entire buildings here in Japan, this should be quite an interesting listen, so stay tuned. He's also got quite a few tips for uh, those of you who are considering investing in parking lots in Japan, which is another specialty of his. Just a quick reminder before we dive right in, though, our seminar in Brisbane is coming up in about two weeks' time. That's August 6th at the Osborne Hotel, Fortitude Valley, Brisbane, Australia. would love to see you there and talk shop. And same as these podcasts, this is purely an informational meetup. No sales pitches of any kind, of course. Okay, now for our featured guest, Akira-san. So first, could you maybe explain to us what exactly is a building management company? What does your company actually do?
1: So, management of the building is any work which is supposed to improve the asset value of the building and to manage the facilities and the environment hygiene of the building. If the total floor space of the building is 3,000 square meter or more, it is called specific building. And if it's less than that, it's called smaller buildings. For specific buildings, the law is necessary for one's representative to register as a building environment sanitation management technician. That person has the authority to provide the recommendations to the building owners and tenants, and they must act on these recommendations. So, in reality, these representatives carry out the duty of the supervisor for specific buildings. Their main tasks are to have knowledge of the building structure, facilities, indoor environment, hygiene, such as lighting and noise environment, water supply and drainage, cleaning, pest and rodent control, waste, waste, etc. There are all required duties. The larger building the more people will be responsible to the above work under the direction of the building management engineers. Also, as the age of the building goes up, innovation work increases too. So there has to be a detailed plan such as when construction will be renewed and when.
0: I see. Now, you mentioned that as the building gets older, more work is required. And I know there are some government and tax depreciation guidelines as to just how old the building should get. But in reality, there are actually much older buildings that are still around and still being used and renovated.
1: Is that right? Yes, that's right. Officially, the useful life of building change depends on construction material. Wooden the synthetic resin structures have an official life sp- lifespan of 24 years. For timber and mortals construction, is 22 years. Steel reinforced concrete or reinforced concrete is 50 years. Brick, masonry, block building 41 years, and metal construction is 38 years. Of course, this lifespan span. Uh, just general con- recommendation from the government. In reality, there are many buildings that are much older than this recommendation, especially bigger buildings with many units and tenants can be regularly renovated, maintained without a problem, so their lifespan becomes longer.
0: Yes, that's been our experience as well. We have several clients who own units in reinforced concrete buildings, especially those that have more than 100 or 150 units, and they're well over 40 years old, but they're very well maintained and renovated, and it seems like they can definitely continue to be livable much longer than that. So, same as in other countries. Now, another question for you. From a building management perspective, what are the differences between a building which has just one owner or maybe owned by a few single individuals and the co-owned building where each unit is owned by a different owner. How how is your job different in both of these cases?
1: Well, at the first, it's important to understand that it's a a management company and the management association are two separate things. The management company is just the buildings. And management association or union is generally re- represents unit owners, it's an organization that concepts decide on matter that need to be addressed within buildings. If they are individual unit owner, they will usually join the building management association and negotiate the resolution of the building. There are two kind of resolution. One is ordinary resolution and other one is special resolutions. An audience resolutions require a simple majority of vote fifty one percent. The special resolutions require that the total number of the votes be more than three quarters of the members and in some cases more than eighty percent of the total members Those that require more voting rights are more important resolutions. For example, if the management association wants to consider selling the building to the development company, they will need 80% of the vote.
0: Okay, gotcha. And in case of a single owner, how much money should the owner keep for maintenance and renovation each year, just to be safe?
1: For average buildings, with a total floor area of around 3300 square meter, somewhere between 250 Yen to 300 Yen per square meter per year. For high class office buildings, over 9,900 square meter, about 360 Yen to 600 Yen per square meter. For smaller buildings, say around 1,700 square meter, about 150 Yen per square meter is typical market price. This cost also depends on the structure of the building, the equipment and facilities, its age, frequency of cleaning and inspection, if the manager is there every day, etc.
0: Okay, now you've mentioned the case of an 80% vote to sell a building. If that building is co-owned, what happens when it becomes too old and it's not worth renovating anymore? Do you then recommend to sell it? Do you help find a buyer? And how much does it cost to demolish, remove the leftovers?
1: Well, it's some owners vote that renovation is required. And the others say it's not. There are often cases of dispute in these cases, you may want to try and set a path owned by owners who don't want to innovate. Rather than looking for other buyers, it is more likely that the management association will continue discussions with those who want to renovate and find the buyers for owners who want to sell. Basically, when there are multiple owners of buildings or land, negotiations become necessary for most big decisions. As for demolishing and removal, steel frame reinforced concrete buildings normally cost about 15,000 yen per square meter, so about $120 per square meter.
0: That's great, thank you. Very helpful information. Now, let's talk a bit about your other specialty, setting up and managing parking lot businesses. The Japanese cities are notoriously short on parking spaces, and there are many investors um, who are buying and profiting from parking lot businesses. Now, we're not talking here about a simple land plot that's used to rent out space on a monthly basis, just to people in the neighborhood, which is pretty straightforward. What our clients and probably most of our listeners are usually more interested in is central city hourly parking lot. So by the hour or by the half hour, where profit can be much higher. Now, what would it cost to set up one of these operations?
1: Well, it's depending on the size of the land. Generally speaking, each car space requires 12.5 square meter of space. Something like 100 square meters of land can be used for maximum 8 spots. In these cases, a car lock-flap mechanism is installed in each space and an electric payment machine is installed somewhere on the ground. So that owners can put in their lot number, pay the parking fee and release the car. This costs somewhere between 1,400 to 2,300 US dollars per spot. The more spots there are, the cheaper prices per spot becomes. If you've got a larger space or smaller building with two or three floors, it becomes cheaper to install a gate mechanism. This kind of setup costs somewhere between 1 to 3 million yen to anywhere from 9,000 to 27,000 US dollars. Depends on the layout and the number of spots.
0: And how much could an investor potentially make on these types of operations?
1: Well, it really depends on location. Very central area, usually 50% occupancy and can can charge as much as as 200 and up to 1,000 yen per half-hour of parking on average. So even a small car park can generate as much as 1,000,000 Japanese yen per month, about 8,000 US dollars. If it is a bigger lot or has a multi-story building with more spots in it, it can go higher, but of course, Rajarand plots in the city, in central city locations cost a lot more, more lot more to buy too.
0: So is it worth building a two or three floor car parking facility? How much does that construction cost?
1: Uh, it's again, it depends on the location and how much you can generate without construction. You should evaluate the price of the land and the construction separately. If you bought very expensive land, for example near a major train station in a major city, just 2 or 3 floors would not generate enough profit. Construction cost, anyway, it's about 65,000 yen per square meter. So almost 600 US dollars per meter.
0: And what kind of service does your company or the parking management company uh, provide for these investors?
1: Parking management will help organize construction, do the cash collection and deposit to the owners, and also provide machine and customers customer support, and of course screening work.
0: Excellent. And your company can help with all of that as well.
1: Yes, that's right. We are happy to help.
0: Super. Very good stuff, Akira-san. Thank you very much for your time today.
1: time, It's been a pleasure.
0: Folks, we hope you found this interview as interesting as we did. Some very interesting facts for any of you invested or considering investment in larger buildings or parking lots anywhere in Japan. You can find Nation's contact details as well as Akira Katsuno's email address in the show notes for this episode. As always, please feel free to share this episode with your networks or anyone else who may find it interesting. If you haven't yet subscribed to our podcast or YouTube channel, make sure you do that now so you won't miss any future content. And once more, we hope to see you with us in Brisbane, Australia on Monday, August 6th at the Osborne Hotel in Fortitude Valley. And lastly, we'd really, really appreciate if you could rate this podcast on the iTunes Store, the Google Play Store or wherever you might have found it. It would mean the world to us, as do your comments and questions on on any of your or our social media channels or simply via email, which you can also find in the show notes for today's episode. That's it from us today. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. And until next time, from all of us here at NTI and LaNation, we wish you a fantastic day and, of course, happy investing.